0: Welcome to a long-overdue episode of the Vanity Podcast. Thank you so much for sticking with me. I know this is probably the world's most infrequent podcast, uh, but I have a good time doing it when I do it, so thank you for sticking around and uh, listening to new episodes. My guest today is a viral video star, her name is Sarah Brand. Sarah joins me to talk about her videos, the thought process behind these videos, and kind of the experiment that uh, that these videos and these songs really are. Sarah, thanks for taking the time, how are you?
1: Good, how are you?
0: Doing great, so glad that you're here. Uh, so long story short, I originally wrote an article about your video, Red Dress, for a radio station blog about a year ago, I think it was shortly after the song came out, and you, you've you got some new music out. You reached out to me on LinkedIn, and at first I thought, I'm like, this isn't real. I thought yes. it was like a spam thing or fake at first, but once I read it, I was like, all right, there's some new stuff coming, so let's let's connect. So thank you for reaching out. I guess your, we'll call it viral music career, started in early 21 with a song called Fantasy, correct?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: 360 some thousand plays nothing to scoff at and then you one upped yourself with the next one a song called red dress now over almost two and a half million streams now for anybody who hasn't heard the song yet or more importantly seen the video I feel like the video is really what sells everything here's a clip of it this is called red dress Sarah brand
1: see me in a red-
0: know that Red Dress kind of just blew up with all these responses to it and analyzation of the video. Did you, for starters, let's talk about the subject matter behind it. I, I read, and because it's online, you know it's true, right? <laughs> <laughs> you kind of wrote it as this representation of judgment, kind of how people judge things at first pass without really seeing what the meaning is behind it. Is that more or less the take on it?
1: Yes. Definitely.
0: Did you expect the response that it got essentially like right off the bat? Once you posted it and you started seeing views rack up and comments and all that kind of stuff, were you like, holy crap?
1: It was something I hoped for. Um, But virality is very difficult to predict. I really wasn't sure anyone was going to understand or read into my, um, my intent with the project. Um, it was my directorial debut. I, I wanted to be a video director and I hadn't done much yet. And so I wanted something that was different and stood out in some way. And so I sought to create this, what I like to call holistic video experience, where it's, it's about judgment and it brings that real world audience into the judgment.
0: And this wasn't just a kind of off the cuff thought behind it, right? Because you have a master's of science from the University of Oxford. No big deal. Uh, a bachelor of arts from UC Berkeley and you minored in history. Yes. And you found time to make a video in in the process.
1: (laughs) Yes, this is what I um, spent my COVID time thinking about in the depths of COVID in England, which was even stricter than uh, the U.S.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. So, yeah, you shot this video during COVID in a more restrictive country. How did you put all that together? How did that come about?
1: It was difficult. Um, And that's part of the reason why I was even the person in the video, because, you know, I I come at these projects as a a filmmaker, director, writer, and really not an artist. So I I wanted I knew I wanted to portray judgment in this way and tell the story of a woman who is an outsider in church community and then make her vocals all out of place, just like her. So then, you know, you feel that judgment. But. I wasn't sure I was going to be in it. And then I heard myself sing the songs. I wrote the song mm-hmm. um, and I play guitar and uh, piano. And I was like, "Wow, I can sing it so perfectly out of place. <laughs> it actually really works in some some way." And you know, it's so hard to work with other people in the height of COVID. It was um, it was difficult to get any gatherings together, and Oxford was very strict. Um, so I was like, "Okay, you know, for for ease and almost amusement," and it just all kind of fell into place. I was like, "Maybe I am actually the right person to play this role."
0: How long from concept writing the song to? Getting your cast and getting the whole thing together. How long was that process?
1: I think I I, I wrote the song a year before I ever did, like, embarked on this project. Um, I had the song written, I had the concept in my mind, and I knew I wanted to do it one day, but I, I don't know what I was waiting for. You know, I didn't, um, I hadn't directed much, I didn't know about, you know, funding and such. And so I just I just kind of let the concept live in my head rent free for a while and then all of a sudden when covid hit and I was in the last term of my of my masters I thought you know let's just let's just go for it um can make it really cheap with the help of other students um and it was self-funded and just went for it
0: Let's talk about the elephant in the room which are the vocals I know initially and even myself included people weren't sure if it was like what's going on here? Is this intentional? is this it was out for quite a while before you pulled back the curtain and said, "Here's what the whole premise of this was it It kind of marinated out there in internet land for quite a while.
1: Yes, it did. Um that was very intentional um because most of the um, driving traffic to it was this discussion point of whether or not it was an experiment. Um, and I didn't want to answer that because, you know, when you when you supply an answer to something like that, you allow someone to immediately then classify it um, and categorize it. And the the point of the whole project was, you know, to prompt some kind of introspection of um, in the, the in this case about about our own judgments. And so I purposely waited a while and gave it time to breathe before I ever said, you know, this is the concept of this project. Um, It's going well.
0: <laughs> and, and judging from like the comments on it and the discussion It didn't just I know you were in in the UK when you created it but really you got coverage all over the globe now I assume (laughs) hoping for some sort of virality did you expect that sort of I guess impact and, and that many people to go what what is this what is she doing here because it's you know with the song and the video it starts out and you're like okay and then the vocals come in and at first, the viewers thinking, like, what's going on? So you're trying to piece it all. Me, and I'm speaking for myself, like trying to piece it together. I'm like, all right, this, there's obviously a story in this video. There's something happening with the vocals, and then also what's kind of happening on the screen. It's like this multifaceted thing that people are trying to put together. And you absolutely got people talking. And now, a year ish later, discussing now, like, well, we are the meaning behind it all.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't, definitely didn't expect international news coverage. Uh, I was very grateful for it and very and very proud of it. Um, it. It ranged from, you know, BBC to The Telegraph to Newsweek to you, iHeartRadio, um, Kiss FM in Canada, the South African. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was very neat. And I, I felt very, yeah, I felt very proud that it reached so many corners.
0: I saw a compare two different comparisons, one to the work of Rebecca Black, who went viral herself with Friday, another to Wildest Dreams from Taylor Swift. That's a pretty big range (laughs) from Rebecca Black to Taylor Swift. But, I mean, I guess the comparisons kind of fit, I guess, throughout all of it because the Rebecca Black part of it, I understand where that's coming from. And then the Taylor Swift part, I actually understand that, too, from the introspective part and then the whole her fans like to analyze everything. So there's some... Analyzation to do with with the lyrics and video for for Red Dress.
1: Yes. You know, it's funny much because um a little after Red Dress came out, she came out with a music video uh, that was I Bet You Think About Me from her Red album. And it featured a woman in a white dress who then suddenly kind of, you know, defies the societal structure and goes into this big red dress. And everyone was was sending this to me like, oh, my gosh, she copied you. I'm like, yeah, right.
0: <laughs> so like I'm going yeah, to tweet to Taylor sure. and be like, Taylor, what's going on here?
1: right um yeah and it's funny too i i never get compared really to directors um i get compared to to artists um where there's a bit of a disconnect for me in that um because i yeah then again i don't think of myself as an artist that i don't identify as such but they did um did a lot of comparisons to do you know andy kaufman
0: Mm -hmm. oh yeah
1: yeah that was my probably my favorite
0: like the performance art of it
1: yeah, right. The ambiguity, the yeah, thoughtfulness was—I appreciated that.
0: I get that too. Now that you mention it, because I did read that, but it, it makes sense because there was so much stuff he did throughout his career where where you're not quite sure if it's legit or if it's a joke or if it's kind of an experiment. Mm-hmm. But- and what, what do you say, or I guess, or think now about people who, and it was on Reddit, so take it with a grain of salt, people thinking this is a, a backpedal because of the vocal performance, or because of the, I guess, the, well, I can't think of the word I'm looking for, but people thinking it's backpedal, oh, you're just trying to cover your tracks now because it wasn't powerhouse vocals. And I'm not saying that to be dismissive, please don't think that. But no, not at all. do you have like a, a take or a response about that?
1: Yeah. It plays into the whole concept of judgment, you know. I mean, that that you know, often negative um, rhetoric was definitely prompted by the project, and um, kind of flew past me on a personal level because, sure. again, I didn't identify as an artist, so I didn't really care that they were um, critiquing the the vocals because I knew it served a greater purpose, and that was far more important to me. But yeah, so by everyone judging how I was portraying myself and how I was telling the story. You know, you brought that real world audience into those church pews of judgment, which was, you know, in my mind, perfect and achieved what I was out to achieve.
0: And there's no no lack of judgment, especially when it comes to anything online. Mm -hmm. You can have the most pitch perfect vocal Anybody, and then you'll get people commenting, oh, that's autotune, or I bet you they can't do that live, or whatever, nice. whatever, whatever, and it just snowballs, so you're damned if you do, damned if you don't, like if it's a fantastic take, or if it's kind of this experiment to get people talking, either way, you're going to get some sort of reaction to it, whether it's what you're looking for or not, but in this case, it definitely seems like the whole the whole purpose of the project was for this sort of discussion and reaction to see what kind of reactions you would get.
1: Precisely. Yeah. Um, And I wanted to start, you know, with, with music videos because I was a little frustrated with the, the saturation of just, um, you know, all these music videos relying on some cool lighting and a lot of dancers and and flashy takes for any substance. And, Mm -hmm. But not to say that lighting and dancing is very important and done correctly, you know, it is, it's, it's beautiful what people can come up with. Um, but I was, I was struggling to find some kind of, you know, either social impact or um, introspective uh, aspect of, of music videos. And that's why particularly I started with music videos as my medium.
0: I know you say directing, is that obviously the main focus of your career, that thing in content creation, rather than being like the artist per se?
1: Definitely. Um, I, I full time, um, I'm a director of media at a, at a venture capital studio. And so I direct, um, out campaigns for portfolio of kind of 60 plus companies. Um, and then on the side I've, I've kept up the music videos and, um, I'd like to direct short films and, and feature films one day as well.
0: I, I don't know if this is still in the cards, but there was an extension of the original video plan. Was it kind of like a, a longer narrative or a behind the scenes sort of thing? Or is that, are you on to newer things since then?
1: Yes. Yeah, so I think you're referring to red dress. Um, yes, I'm sorry. I have my I have on my website that I, I have a, f- a feature film written that's an extension of the story told in red dress. That is true. Um, and I'm tweaking it and, and polishing it. But it is about judgment and it is about, you know, a, a church outsider and someone who comes from a very, you know, secular world and someone from who comes from a very non-secular world and how they how, how they meet and how they find commonality in each other. And also, you know, dissonance, which is the story substance of red dress.
0: Is this uh, a first-person experience, or is this putting, I guess, just telling a story or telling it from your own personal experience? And I know that can be a personal question, so um, if that's something you're not comfortable answering, totally understand.
1: No worries. I'm happy to. Uh, It is based on um, a true story, and it is based on my experiences. I, for example, in college, every single Friday or Saturday or Sunday of the week, I would go to a different church's religious service, and um, I found a lot of this funny thing for a college student maybe to do. Um, but that was that was what my I liked spending my free time doing. And um, I noticed so many commonalities between all of them, and also you know so much so much clashing over things that didn't necessarily need to clash. And they're kind of relying on, you know, concepts of like group identity and such. Um, And like the division there was very inspiring to me um, in in terms of entertainment and how to, how to bring that into popular media. Um, Because, you know, religion is pervasive force in society and, you know, pop culture, I don't think captures it to the extent that it affects us.
0: No, um, that so
1: sense. that's why I
0: chose that interesting yeah that's a pretty cool like background on rather than just saying yeah I made this story just to, uh, this video and this song just to kind of portray judgment after observing all those different services or different kind of like I'm sure there, well there is like a similar line of, of connection that runs through it all mm-hmm. but there's plenty of branches off in those different services I'm sure that you can see where they where they deviate that's really interesting and then were you doing that prior to the writing of the song in the video? That's what inspired it all?
1: Yes, um, I've been doing that for for all my life, but particularly, you know, when you're out on your own for the first time in college, um, you have more, uh, you know, time and kind of agency to take on what interests you. And so it, 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 you know, was accentuated when I went to college.
0: That's really interesting. I never would have guessed that that was the, the catalyst for, <laughs> for writing it. And now it's been about two weeks or so since your newest project, song, video, I don't know what you want to call it, came out. It's called On the Surface. And before we get into the discussion of it, here is a clip of it. This is On the Surface, Sarah Brand. prior to reading about anything about it. So I could kind of go in with a fresh set of eyes and ears to kind of draw my own conclusions from it. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, like, I feel like that's a good way to kind of approach those sort of things. And for me, it portrayed what people see versus what the reality is. So on the surface can see what's going on in somebody's life, what it is to you. And there's no, no real way to tell that what your perception of it is is actually what's happening.
1: Yes, definitely. Um, That was what I was hoping to impart with the audience. So that makes me very happy that you that's what you took away from it. Um, Yeah, my my whole thing with these uh, is to kind of create, uh, take a sociological topic and make it um, kind of like stylish and make it make it, you know, very, very engaging where you almost don't realize you're exploring some kind of social impact topic until (laughs) it's over. Like, oh, my gosh, this actually, you know, had had something else to it.
0: I think that's a lot of what performance art is. And I know per- saying performance art, it almost has a negative connotation where it's like this weird, uh, like somebody doing something super interesting, like out on the street or whatever. And even like people like David Blaine, the magician, his work is, yeah, it's magic, but it's also like a performance art. The whole, you know, he'll put himself in a block of ice on the street. He claims that it's all for some sort of societal something or other. Like it, it means something rather than just this trick. But the video for On the Surface, in in addition to it being what people see versus what's really happening, I feel like that's a, a really good, I guess, analyzation of what social media and the relationships people have on that are. Because social media to me is, it's your representative is who's on social media. It's the person you want people to think you are. And I, I feel like, That's on the surface, like you you see people and I know people who post all this like happy stuff and like family stuff. But behind the scenes, like I know things aren't so great and they don't want anyone to know anything other than it's perfect. And I think that being vulnerable is something that helps everybody. And so many people don't want to do that.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, even another layer to that. Um, like, for example, if you take the the music video on the surface, yeah, there's this disconnect between what others are seeing versus what um, is actually happening to you. But there's also a disconnect between how you see what's happening to you versus what's actually happening to you. Because when you're undergoing emotional abuse, um, the common rhetoric from from people who go through this is that it took them a long time to realize what was happening to them, mm-hmm. because that's how you kind of get roped into such a situation. You know, you're you're brought in by by the love and the the promise of partnership and loyalty and trust and happiness um where then that's that's when you know people who perpetrate emotional abuse really get to you (laughs) because you're in this um spot of kind of an an illusion of safety oh yeah um and then you don't realize what's beneath your own surface as well there's there's like a self-surface
0: and then there's people in those instances who are almost where you like fall in love with your captor so to speak like you are afraid Mm -hmm. to stay but you're also afraid to leave Mm -hmm. and there's so much like dichotomy in in those sort of situations where like the point of the song like you don't really know what's happening and like you said you you your own I guess view of it is it can end up skewed from like what's real too so it's like the three sides to every story you know their side your side and the truth that's kind of what can go on here too
1: yeah, it can these these experiences are such you know an emotional roller coaster. Um, that's why the song also feels like such a roller coaster, you has all these different musical components.
0: That's what I also wanted to say. Like obviously, like you make a reference to uh, Britney, and you've kind of got that the outfit from the is it the Toxic video? It's the red suit.
1: Oops, I did it again. And baby, one more time for right the look.
0: I'm like the, yeah. the iconic like red jumpsuit. Yeah. Also, and I don't know if it's an artist that I don't know if a lot of people are familiar with, when it kind of turns and kind of gets heavy, it reminds me of this artist named Poppy. And she is this, she's got this weird like backstory where she's supposedly an alien. It's a whole, it's a whole thing. But her first (laughs) record was like this like sweet saccharine pop record. And then the second one was a little... I don't want to say heavier, but it was still along the same thing. And now she's on tour with Deftones and like smashing pumpkins. And that's the kind of way her music went. And so when it switches from this pop to the heavier section of the song, I was like, I wonder if she knows about this artist because it was very fit in with that. You'll have to check it out.
1: I know, I you need to send me these after. That sounds like something I enjoy.
0: <laughs> I and I, I like it. My friends are like, what the hell is this? But it starts out super pop, or there's one song, the one I think I'm gonna send you. It starts out really heavy, goes to pop, goes to heavy, and then goes to like this lush, almost like Beatlesque Beach Boys harmony part. It sounds like it makes no sense and it doesn't.
1: <laughs> that's art. <laughs>
0: it's perfect. Yeah. Like
1: some not to others.
0: That's and that's what I love so about art in general especially music because it's so subjective like my favorite song you might think it's garbage and vice versa and we're both right
1: yeah <laughs> very subjective um yeah that's that's why I, I really enjoyed creating the, the music for this one in particular as opposed to the other ones because you know there's there's such a creative license when you're you know you're when you're a director and you're a writer and you're a performance artist which is why i i enjoy doing these um we're to make it you know have the, all these elements of country and pop and hyper pop and metal and whatever you can think of <laughs> it's um, it, like it represents the experience cuz like we were like we were talking before you know when you get roped in there's so many ups and downs and so to portray that musically was particularly fun it was just so fun but also very daunting because when you get roped into the to the situation there's these long periods of you know a time where everything's really good. Everything's really like rosy. Sure. And that's the bridge of the song represents it's like this false high um, where it goes like and then it's good and gold no more threats to be outspoken. Yeah, because that's how you think that you're actually safe. Because the the bad times only last a certain amount of time, but the right. thing is that they always cycle back.
0: Do you have any this is not as nearly as heady of a question. Do you have any favorite artists that not so much want to even model the stuff after, but like what, if you're going to, we're going to get off this call and you're going to go listen to music. What are you going to go listen to? Phineas. Okay.
1: Phineas. Um, Cause his, his songwriting topics are, are beautiful and they don't just, you know, I love a good love song. Everyone sure. loves a good love song, but there are so many of them. <laughs> and I, I think it's, a, it's, a, it's borderline saturated in my mind. Um, and so I like songwriters that will write about, you know, topics beyond love and about beyond romance. And Phineas does that very well. And he, he sounds great.
0: Before I let you go, I want to ask you, what's next? Do you have another concept in mind? Another song in mind? Actually, I wanted to ask you before we get to that: your process for creating—not not even the video, but like the song. Do you go to a studio to work on stuff? Do you have collaborators that you work on work with via email? Uh, what's the process for putting together like the final product of a song outside of like the demoing with a guitar phase?
1: Right. Well, I'll I'll know what um topic I want to explore, whether it be you know it's been you know religious hypocrisy judgment, socioeconomic inequality, emotional abuse, I start with the topic. Um, and then I think of how, how what that topic sounds like, what the experience of that topic sounds like. And I go from there. Um, and then I work with uh, amazing producers, Johan Lennox and Carrie Singer. They are so great and versatile because I'll bring, you know, like three to five different genres to them and they'll just they'll stuff it all in and they're very experimental with it. I really appreciate their, you know, kind of musical genius.
0: Having a producer or collaborator who can kind of share your vision, or even if they don't share it, they get it and know how to, to make it work. Believe me, being in a band with three other guys, on paper there's we shouldn't work based on what all of our main influences are, but we get together and we write these songs that we're proud of. But if we all had to make a list of who would you like to tour with, that would be the world's weirdest tour because none of our artists would like that that Venn diagram would be very, very thin where it where it overlaps.
1: That's beautiful though, that you found such commonality you can, you know, create beauty together from different corners. I love I love that.
0: So what's next? What are we doing next? Do you have anything in mind? I know uh, On the Surface just came out about a week or so ago. So I know mm-hmm. that's like the current thing. Is there something else in the pipeline or or what are we doing?
1: Yes, um, I'd like to pursue a short film next um, as a proof of concept for the feature films, um, which are two I'm working on right now. And one is the extension of the story told in Red Dress that we talked about called Sexy Saint. And the other one um, is called Inferno. And it's an extension of the story told On the Surface. And so I'd like to pursue a short film for one of the two. I'm still kind of toying around with which one.
0: The song Red Dress, the song On the Surface you could also check out your website is, is sarahgbrand.com
1: yes sarah with an h
0: sarah with an h yes that's right sarah with an h gbrand.com uh you can add to the the massive amount of streams that red dresses has uh has it's two we're currently it was about two and a half million streams push it above three we'll get it above three
1: let's do it
0: let's do it sarah thank you so much for your time i really appreciate it
1: thank you so much it was a pleasure